Coming up on this episode of Linux for Everyone, Emma Marshall of System76 helps us engineer some happiness. I'll introduce you to a new tool called Goverlay that gaming and benchmarking junkies are going to appreciate. Plus, Endless and the GNOME Foundation have a really cool new initiative to attract a new generation of Linux app developers. Episode 32 starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Linux for Everyone and welcome home. Hope you're all staying uh, safe and sane during these challenging times. I'm actually going to begin this episode on a bit of a downer note, and I hope that you guys will understand. Uh, But for the foreseeable future, Linux for Everyone is going to move to twice a month instead of weekly, so one new episode every two weeks. And there are a number of reasons for that, but uh, primarily... It is so that I can kind of generate a bunch of new ideas and spend more time on each episode and and get back to the format that that this show started with and not feel like I'm scrambling at the last minute to just put something out there. I want want there to be no compromise in quality. And uh, despite the fact that, you know, I, I heard you guys, you had some overwhelming praise for the Popey interview. And I really love doing those interviews, and I want to do more of them, but but they are time-consuming. And uh, when I have an interview, sometimes it, it results in taking away those segments that, uh, that I really like about this show, the Discovery of the Week and Songs from the Source and the Linux Gaming Report. And uh, I just want to spend some time generating some new ideas, some, a way to keep the show fresh, But if you need more Linux for Everyone goodness, there is also video content on Library as well as YouTube, and I'll have links to both of those in the show notes for this episode. All right, the discovery of the week for this episode is a little thing called Goverlay, and this one is really special to me because two reasons. Number one, Benjamin, the developer, is a listener of the show and a a fan who is always in the Telegram group interacting with the community, and uh, he's a Linux gamer. And so when he started using Mango HUD, which I've discussed before, that's a Vulkan and OpenGL uh, overlay that lets you kind of measure GPU and CPU activity during gaming as well as frame rates. And you can even output those uh, results and generate these really slick graphs over at flightlessmango.com. But the configuration of Mango HUD is a little bit uh, more advanced than a lot of people are used to. And so what Benjamin did is he created a tool called Goverlay. And the second reason is that I actually helped name it, which makes, you know, which totally makes me smile. So Goverlay is at GitHub, and I'll have a link in the show notes for it. Basically, it is a tool to make it easier to run a variety of Linux overlays like Mango HUD. Now, he's just beginning with Mango HUD, but uh, what's great about this is it's really easy to install and launch, and instead of digging into a text configuration file, you get an on-screen display showing, you know, how what colors do you want on the overlay, what text size, where do you want things to be placed, what elements do you want, and it's really, really easy to use. It's in its infancy, it's very much in beta, but really, really useful for uh, Linux gamers who want to keep an eye on the performance of various games. 
So Goverlay combined with Mango HUD, excellent, excellent combination, and that is your discovery of the week. If you're the developer of an app that you feel needs some attention, or you're a user of a cool piece of Linux software that you want me to talk about on the show, let me know about it, because there's a million of them out there, and it's not always easy for them to come across my radar. So send me an email, linuxforeveryone at pm.me. Oh, speaking of ProtonMail, um, just today, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, they added increased capacity for every paid subscriber of ProtonMail. So I think the first two tiers, I don't remember their names, but you get an additional five gigabytes of storage for free for life if you're a paid subscriber. And they're also donating email services and VPN services to uh, organizations who are helping to assist and fight the uh, the coronavirus situation. So really, really cool initiatives from them. There's a lot more on their blog, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, interesting note for Proton VPN users, there's been so much demand lately with everyone working from home that in the last couple of weeks, they have added 50 plus servers across 17 different countries. So it's really nice to see this stuff from Proton Mail. You know, they're not a sponsor, but I am a customer and uh, I really like what they've been doing lately. And I cannot wait for Proton Drive and that extra storage capacity will apply to that as well. So basically um, all existing customers and I think anyone who signs up by April 30th, 2020 will get the benefit of that increased capacity. The next bit of news is really awesome to see. It teams up the GNOME Foundation with Endless. And uh, Endless, as you may know, is the developer of Endless OS, but they also have a line of computers that they sell to developing countries primarily. And one of their driving goals as a company is to bridge the digital divide. So they have teamed up, and there is $65,000 in the pot And I'm just going to read uh, what they want to do to help reach a new generation of open source coders. It's called the Community Education Challenge, an exciting new opportunity to engage beginning coders with the free and open source software community. Our goal is to encourage individuals or teams to submit stimulating ideas that will connect the next generation of coders to the FOSS community and keep them involved for years to come. So this is effectively a three-part challenge. In phase one, the uh, developer submits a written idea. Phase two, they submit a prototype, a proof of concept. In phase three, they deliver a sample product. And phase one applications just opened a couple days ago. If you go to gnome.org slash challenge, all the details are there. So check it out. If you are a developer, if you know someone who's getting into coding and has some great ideas, please definitely point them towards this challenge. This episode of Linux for Everyone is sponsored by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean offers the simplest, most developer-friendly cloud platform. It's optimized to make managing and scaling apps easy with an intuitive API, multiple storage options, integrated firewalls, load balancers, and way more than I can mention in this ad spot. DigitalOcean also has thousands of tutorials, which they manage to keep up to date to help you stay up to date with the latest open source software, languages, and frameworks. 
You can get all of that plus access to their awesome customer support for as low as five bucks per month. So whether it's a huge project or a simple blog, you can get started on DigitalOcean for two months free with a $100 credit by going to do.co slash DLN. Again, you can get started on DigitalOcean with that $100 credit by going to do.co slash DLN. And we'd all like to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode and the entire Destination Linux network. So I just wrapped up a really fun conversation with Emma Marshall, and Emma is the happiness manager over at System76. And our discussion touched on a lot of topics mostly related to System76, like the Pop! OS 2004 beta, and the new keyboards, and the new laptops, and uh, specifically how Emma's team of happiness engineers deals with customer support. And what was really cool is she kind of lived up to her role as happiness manager and injected a lot of ideas for how to stay positive and upbeat during what are some very challenging times right now. And if you are a patron of the channel, you have access to the complete unedited 45-minute interview, which uh, just released a few hours ago. Patrons get early access to videos, to podcasts, uh, the occasional unedited interview, as well as a monthly video patron-only live chat. So if you're interested, check it out. You can get on board for as little as two bucks a month, and you can find it over at patreon.com slash Linux for everyone. Enjoy the interview with Emma Marshall, Happiness Manager at System76. Well, Emma, welcome to Linux for Everyone for the first time. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I know that you've made the rounds on Destination Linux. We always see you over there. But just, just for the few people who may not know what you do, and where you work. I mean, the, on the video, I'm sure we can we can tell by the shirt. So I am the happiness manager at System76. And System76, if you aren't familiar with, we manufacture Linux laptops, desktops, and servers. Um, we do manufacture our desktops in Colorado. And I am the happiness manager, which means I am in charge of a team called the happiness engineers. And what we do is basically we're the front lines of support for all System76 customers. So um, we are solving problems all day long, and we are trying to keep good attitudes while we do it and stay human while we solve problems as well. So Especially now, that is more important than ever. Not that it isn't ever, you know, it's always important, but uh, with the strange times that we live in. Are you actually in the trenches doing the support or are you sort of orchestrating the the support? I'm not doing support as much anymore. So I like to jump in um, every week and do like 20 cases um, just to see how we're all doing and, you know, kind of observe other ticket 
uh, interactions. But yeah, I mostly I have to coordinate solving the major cases now. What if if uh, something I've always been curious about is is there like a common scenario that always pops up, like kind of a recurring support request that you guys get a lot of? So printers are one. Mm. Um, that's like the easiest support that we could provide. Um, sometimes NVIDIA will release an update and it will hit a lot of people at once. Um, so then those would be common. But yeah, we don't really come across too many common things. Um, we try to have QA double check everything before it's pushed. Um, but if there's something like upstream in Ubuntu that we didn't catch, mm. um, we try to get the patch in as quick as possible. NVIDIA updates create problems um, with suspend and everything else is so random. Everyone does so much different stuff on Linux. Um, so there's a lot of specific app support um, based on what we've all used. So uh, there's just a lot. It's a wide range of support, but also hardware, hardware issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine it's, is it difficult to kind of focus in on what you guys will support and what you won't support. That's right? funny. Because, we were just talking about this. <laughs> right. And, and, and what I'm getting at here is, you know, I have a system 76 works pro, but right now I have pop 1804 on it. And I also have a salient OS an arch based Linux distribution. That's, you know, designed for gaming enthusiasts and creators and stuff. And so I have both of those. And, you know, what if someone buys a machine from you, but they go, all right, cool that it came with Popper Ubuntu, but I want to put Manjaro on it. What's their support um, look like in that case? So basically, we'll help you get it get it installed or working. Um, that's pretty much the the basis of support for other distributions. But there's a lot of apps that are um, that are specific across distros or not so specific. Mm -hmm. um, so with problems like that, if it's in another distro, the distro doesn't really matter at that point. So we'll provide support for things that aren't distro specific. But yeah, we'll, we'll help you get it up and running. Like we even help people get Windows up and running. And, you know, we'll get to a point where, where it gets too specific and we go down a wormhole, then yeah. we kind of have to back right, off and, right. and move on. I was curious if... System76 is a company that maybe their, you know, their support is so great and their hardware is so great. For example, something like the the Thaleo, which you guys are making in-house, which is a very unique product. Do you ever have customers coming in and going, I want a Thaleo, but I want Windows on it and just Windows on it? Um, that would be more of a question for sales, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we, we only help with the people that need to need help putting it on. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of business clients that need windows and it's unfortunate, but we're not going to shun anyone away just because they need to use different software. We want you to get your work done. If it's on our hardware, cool. Can you tell us a little bit about pop 2004? <laughs> yeah. Because all the, I know that everyone's kind of dying to know when it will be released. Cause I know that system 76 works around the Ubuntu release schedule, but not exactly in sync with it. And so right now we have all the flavors of Ubuntu 2004 that are out for beta testing and people are kind of salivating and going, when do I get my pop? 
Yeah. So uh, the the deal is, is it's it's done when it's done. <laughs> Engineering has to, they have a couple more things that they want to finish up and then we do want to push it out for beta testing and very excited oh, okay. to what people think. So the yeah. plan, the plan We've is. We've never done the beta testing I was going to say, so. I'm pretty new to this world, but I don't remember a beta ever coming out. It's normally in, you know, it's normally around the same week that the final uh, Ubuntu release comes out, but I've never seen a beta, yeah. so that's awesome. The refinements to 2004 are so specific and um, based on so many different user actions that I think it's necessary for this um, because Pop Shell, it requires a lot of needlepoint changes um, because of, you know, window resizing, um, little things like shadows, um, Windows not uh, not moving to the correct part of the screen. There's there's just so much going into 2004 that it needs some some help on the fine tweaks. Uh, another feature is we're going to have Flatpak support with um, FlatHub integrated into PopShop. So nice. um, that that's been a challenge too because creating a, a clean, smooth way to pick which type of package you want in PopShop. Um, it's a lot of thinking and conversations that have to go into stuff like that. Um, buttons are important. <laughs> yes. So I think like you can talk about buttons for hours um, to come up with the right one. So um, I'm pretty happy to see all the, the hard work that's gone into it. And there's been lots of hours, but I think those are the two, two top features that are going to set our distro apart. Did you guys have any discussions about integrating snaps as well as Flatpak support? Um, yeah, honestly, though, that was, I was not in on that discussion. So I don't know how it came to to land on Flatpak. But I mean, Flatpak seems to be the most widely used and supported. So yeah, we we had a very, uh, a very interesting discussion about that a couple weeks ago with Alan Pope, that uh, that perception of which one is more widely supported and uh, which one is more, you know, popular and I'll save that for yeah. if you want to listen, go, go listen to episode 30. We don't have to retread that here, but, um, I'm happy to see either or really, I think that either or is mandatory at this point, either put in snaps or put in flat packs or put in both. But, uh, the, yeah, the totally. range of software that you open up to your customers, by integrating one of those is terrific. So, but I mean, installing snaps is super easy as well, but I think it'd be a little cluttered if you're like, if you had like snap, deb and flat pack. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. I'd be like, I don't know which one which I want. One should I choose? We're going to panic, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot a little bit and ask you what is the morale like? at the company right now, you know, cause you guys, I mean, I've been there, I've been to system 76 HQ and I've seen like what a, a tight knit family you guys are and how much fun you have at, you know, in the office, this whole coronavirus situation, uh, has it presented any real big challenges? Are there any success stories that you guys have from, you know, having to kind of pull people out and, and do the job remotely? Yeah, I feel like um, I've been protecting my team's morale as much as I can. Um, been trying to host weekly game nights as well, um, virtual cool. game nights. I think we took actions very quick. No one has gotten sick. Um, Good. We have spread out. They have uh, pretty strict social distancing guidelines in place at the factory. So 
Um, a lot of us are just working from home and the others are, are keeping a distance at the factory, continuing to build. You know, we've been we've been doing uh, Jitsi meetings all day, every day. So we just have a live uh, video and we're all just it's just like we're hanging out all day. So I feel very connected to my team still. And we're all keeping um, keeping happy all day long. And then like Saturday, we all grab our drinks and pop on cards against humanity online and then we have a big big group of people laughing we did it for like three hours this saturday it was a great time um but i think yeah morale is definitely fine among my team um and based on the slack conversations it seems like everyone else is in good spirits um there's still like at least one epically funny quote from somebody every day so that's a good (laughs) sign um and i i assume that uh it hasn't really impacted business much, right? Because it's not a retail front. And I mean, well, um, as far as getting suppliers to um, start shipping things for laptops, I think that was a, a big challenge for a while, but that's mm-hmm. moving now. Um, so we had just about a month of weirdness there. Um, as far as desktops, uh, March was actually our highest selling Thaleo month for some reason. Well, um, uh, new colors, maybe. right so i think i think that's super cool um that we're having those sales epiphanies even during a pandemic i'm really proud of our company for staying strong and haven't had to let anybody go haven't had to um increase any benefit time or anything like that because we already have good packages so i i just you know i'm i'm a guy who has worked from home for the last 10 years and i'm uh, I'm actually just trying to understand that that mindset of you know being taken out of the office environment and planted at home and and still trying to be productive because I know that home can be a very distracting place sometimes. Yeah, you know it, that comes with its own set of challenges, but it's also great to have your family around all the time too. So, yeah, yeah, I like I like being able to have my the dog here. She's pretty cool. Um, we've been taking three walks a day, which is pretty epic for a dog. Um, but I could see a lot of people in the neighborhood are doing the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when I walk by like every house, the dogs are just barking like crazy. And it's like, I just keep imagining what they're saying. I feel like, I feel like Trixie's like yelling at them like, Hey guys, second walk today. I got a second walk. Probably going to have a third, probably going to have a third. What's going on? Why are the humans here? They're here all day. They don't have any privacy. You know, it's it's so funny. And then um, another thing my neighborhood is doing, my neighborhood is keeping our morale up. There's this app called Nextdoor. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No. Um, it's like it's like a Facebook, but for your actual local neighborhoods. So they coordinated this thing where everyone goes on their porch and howls at the moon at eight o'clock every night until the stay at home orders lifted. So we were doing that. That's pretty funny. It's getting louder every night. I, so I live in Littleton. I feel like our city will come together so tightly that they'll hear it in Denver um, wow. because of how loud it's getting every night. And it is so cool. Um, but another thing that huh. they're doing, uh, we coordinated was a uh, uh, bears in the windows. So it's called a teddy bear hunt. Um, and you just, you walk through the neighborhood. So it's perfect for dog walks. Mm-hmm. So people are putting them in their back windows or their front windows and you count how many you can find. 
And Saturday was 24 bears. I was like, that is a lot of people participating in something through this tiny wow. little app. And that's sort of those, those activities are all kind of facilitated through that app? Uh, yeah, they just make an announcement and then a neighbor <laughs> tells a neighbor like verbally, if mm-hmm. you're not on next door, your neighbor next door will come and tell you about it. Um, or you'll ask someone why they're howling on their porch <laughs> or why. <laughs> and then, I, and then you have to join because you want to feel part of it. You know, I wonder what it is about eight o'clock. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things happening around the world at eight o'clock PM here in Croatia for a while. Uh, everybody was applauding. They would, you know, go out on their balcony, open their windows and applaud and cheer and, and, uh, and they were doing that for the the first responders for the earthquake that we had. And, you know, you guys are howling at the moon and people in other countries are doing other things at 8 o'clock p.m. And it's it's really interesting how there's this weird kind of global connection. 8 o'clock thing. At 8 o'clock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good way of keeping people sane and, you know, kind of fighting fighting the the cabin fever a little bit. Yeah, and getting people into the sunlight, like if you're working from home and you're staying inside seven days out of seven days, you're going to start getting depressed. It will affect your mood if you don't have the sunlight. So if you're Mm -hmm. listening and you haven't gone outside today, just do it. Just go outside. Just keep your distance, but go outside. Yes. I I know my questions are completely random here, but how long have you worked at System 76? Um, eight and a half years. Wow. Yep. There were five of us, uh, at system 76 and now there's like 40, <laughs> 40. So kind of cool. That is very, very cool. Um, it's been very neat to watch everything we've, we've done and never would have thought we were going to have our own operating system or be manufacturing <laughs> in our state. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty epic. It was really awesome going there and seeing, you know, that that proverbial like how the sausage is made and seeing all the steps that go into Thaleo and like where you guys treat the wood and where you laser cut everything and you know how you test the acoustics of uh the fans in the sound room and and all of that stuff and now you've got all the pieces that you need for these laptops that you're designing in house and we all want to know how that's going. <laughs> Uh, I think right now our, our huge focus is on um, the the EC, the open EC. Um, I think we need to master that with laptops, um, with the core boot or the mm-hmm. open firmware. Um, that takes so much engineering. So um, we'll do more and more on each laptop that we are currently offering. And then it'll help us understand exactly what to do to make it from scratch. It is a very cool process. Um, I love to hear people's ideas about laptops. Um, I love when we we opened up the feedback channel for it on GitHub and yeah. some people's ideas were just, just great. Can you call to mind any of the strangest ideas that, that stuck out? Um, I wouldn't say it's like strange, but um, interesting. And I didn't quite understand... Um, how I, I didn't really understand that the ham radio built in, like I can't find the, That's the highly, like, highly specific use case. Yeah. I can't find like a universal huh. use case other than that audience. But, um, well, I don't, I don't think yeah, there is other one. People, I think it's just for that audience. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, ham radio is very popular um, among Linux users. So I think it was it was expected and appropriate. But everyone's so creative. Linux users have just great ideas. And um, I can't wait to see what, what our team comes up with because everyone thinks that they know everything. Like, they know the perfect keyboard. They know the perfect LCD. They know the perfect material for the case. And it's going to be a nerd fight to the death for perfection. I mean... Though all of those things, maybe except for LCD, um, because, you know, a lot of that can be quantified with measurements and tools and things like that. Like, okay, we know that this has the the best color spectrum and the best viewing angles and, you know, but all the other stuff is so subjective, keyboards and and size and thickness and... You know, even when and we those go are down the to, most fun to argue about. <laughs> I mean, how knowing at least some of the people from the System Seventy Six team, I have to imagine there's going to be a point where it's like, okay, it's time to prototype. How do we narrow this down to like two or three prototypes instead of these million ideas that we have? That's that's got to be extremely challenging. I can't even imagine. I'm sure. I'm sure engineering is. Um, ready for that adventure. <laughs> After 2004, I think I'm feeling like we're going to go full steam ahead. But, um, you know, we just did launch that keyboard. So I know that we've got all the best keyboard uh, bros working on it so far. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, the laptop design, I, I can't wait to see what design Kate and Carl come up with. Um, and John, it'll be so amazing. It'll I can't. Be different. I'm hoping it'll be super different. Yeah, different, but, but still with some mass appeal, obviously. But I'm really curious to see how much customization you guys can bake into, how much right. possible customization you can bake into each laptop, you know, as far yeah. as like color and, and maybe, you know, customizing the, I don't know, the, the keys on the keyboard or, or making the keys different colors or, uh, laser etching stuff on the lid and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's going to be really yeah. interesting because you guys have the tools and you guys have the yeah. creativity to do it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, how crazy I can customize a, a, an in-house system 76 laptop when those hit the light of day. Yeah. Like I'm an employee, but I'm a fan too. And that is by far the thing I'm most excited about is what are we going to come up with, with our first laptop? And obviously, I was very impressed with Baleo, so I know that we're going to do an awesome job on. And obviously, pink will be a mandatory color option, right? I hope. (laughs) I have I have called you guys on a couple occasions. I have called you the new old Apple. Like you guys are a a small company in terms of numbers, and, and you know, in terms of people, right? But you don't think small. That's why. That's kind of what I'm getting at is it's all of this innovation and kind of pushing the envelope on different things and taking risks. And that is yeah. what that is what the Apple of old used to do before they just started playing it safe and, and creating, you know, lackluster hardware. <laughs> so keep it up. I think it's we have um, we have a great leader. Um, I know you've spoken with Carl um, a lot, but mm-hmm. he he is the person to be leading this um, revolution with open source hardware and software. And I could not be more lucky to be working at system 76 with him as our leader. He won't stop until we achieve the greatest of everything with hardware and software. So, well, (laughs) I mean, it's never enough. Yeah. So I really like that attitude and I, 
I am excited to follow it every day because I never know what's coming. I don't know if you heard, but we have a new laptop coming out. Lemur Pro? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any dates on that, but I do know it's soon. And the open EC has, uh, I think the work on that is pretty apparent with everything that Jeremy has been doing, um, that he's on the right track for our own laptop. So, um, I'm impressed that it has the open EC. I think that's a really big deal. Uh, it opens the door for tons of possibilities, especially with battery life. I can't wait to see what people think of the actual, the design of the laptop. I don't know if people will notice what's in the, the open EC, um, but I know that people will like the battery life and um, the look and feel. And 21 hours coding with Vim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 16 hours reading Wikipedia and I think 11 or 12 hours watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy is how I think that's how you guys oh. summed it up or <laughs> something like that. You have very good memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just looked it up. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, well, that, that's insane that's coming life. in. I think it's going to fill the gaps um, with thing, for things like the the Darter and the Galago. They're great portable laptops, um, but you know the battery life could could be doubled or tripled for happiness, and that's what's <laughs> happening with the Lemur. So nice, I'm excited. Gosh, you guys are okay. So you're going to launch a keyboard by the end of the summer, ideally. That's the goal. You've got uh, Pop OS twenty oh four right around the corner. You've got the Lemur Pro right around the corner. You've got new updates to the Thaleo. Like, what's what's we, coming after that? I think just pushing out a new beta is going to be our most exciting next step. Oh, I just remembered what I wanted to ask you. Um, I get, anytime I mention the Oryx Pro or Thaleo or, or the company, everyone says, oh, but they don't ship to my country. Do you want to give us a, a little bit of an update? Because I think there's... Um, some confusion around where you guys ship. Some people think that you only ship to U.S. and Canada. Yeah, so um, we can ship the the desktops, the Thaleo desktops, um, to Canada. We can't ship them to other countries, um, but we do ship servers and laptops to other countries. Um, we have our, our shipping countries listed at system76.com slash shipping. Um, it does give all the details on um, what to expect with the international shipping process. So it is possible. We have about 10% international customers. So um, oh, not bad. I think that, okay. yeah, I think that people just need to find that shipping page or just, just ask us directly um, yeah. and get a quote. Cause you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of listeners in Europe and people here in Europe are always kind of asking when can I, you know, when will they start shipping to Europe? And I'm like, well, they do now. <laughs> Just go to the <laughs> shipping page and look. Um, I think yeah. it's the entirety of Europe and, and many other countries uh, as well. So, Yeah, and if a country is not on the list, people can just ask us to put it there. I mean, all of those countries have been personally asked, um, and we add them as people ask. So, Oh, really? Um, there, if, there, if it's not on there, then there's a reason. Because, like, India, that's a pretty – pretty common one but you know we can't ship to there because of their restrictions for trade specifically with computers conquering the world is a a, a lengthy but rewarding process so right. we'll get there <laughs> we'll get to that point how are you doing with everything i mean you are you overwhelmed are you happy yes 
to both. both. Yeah, yes to both. <laughs> um, I don't remember who said this, but I was in the circumstance doesn't really matter. But he ended up saying, um, I think it was, do you want to do you want to join for this? Or do you want to participate in this? And I think he said, it's been hard for him to have enough positive mental energy to create and to be social and outgoing and happy. And I think that's the biggest challenge. Because even though, yeah, my my circumstance hasn't really changed. I'm still at home. I'm always at home. But now I can't leave my city. And now, you know, we can't go out to eat. We can't do anything recreational. We can't leave the city. And and you see you just this barrage of headlines that just drag you down the more you read them. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's challenging. It's challenging to stay um, positive and to stay creative, even if it's not affecting you directly, you know, in terms of being sick, you just, you feel the weight, you feel the weight on you at some point. My first indication that this is, this is here to stay for a while. I read a series of game review. I think it was when Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing came out (laughs) and every headline, the review was, framed in a way to talk about social isolation or coronavirus or like these are the headlines now if you want to escape just the covid-19 headlines you're still going to get them in your movie news and your gaming news and your linux news and you know it's uh it's it's bizarre i don't know we live in we live in yeah. very strange times well yeah. i'm trying my best to stay positive by going outside often and I've been um, making these short videos with positive quotes. Are you putting those on YouTube or library or somewhere? Yeah, I was going to get them up today um, and then start posting them daily just just to shoot a little positivity out there because it seems like you're not the only one that's having issues with that. I was going to do it and call it three happy things, but I got so defeated because I was searching and I felt like I couldn't find three happy things that day. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, this is bad. Yeah. So I'm going to have to throw my own happiness out there. Give me one of your positive quotes. All right, let's go with today. Love is the ultimate law of life. I like it. I like it. Cool. Well, Very simple. Yes. Put those out there. Put those out there everywhere. Put them on library, on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Get it out there. Okay. Cool. I will. Um, anything else you want to tell us about any juicy secrets or, you know, <laughs> any hints or, I think I've or laid anything, out all anything on the table. Really. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to remind everyone to, to try to stay positive, no matter what, um, go outside and do video calls with friends as much as you can right now is tough and nobody should be doing it alone. I was going to, <laughs> I was going to give you a hard time because you're using zoom. I know. Um, yes. I, I've heard. I know. I know. I've heard about the zoom stuff. Surprised. I'm going to introduce you to your new favorite tool. Jitsi. I think that's J I T S I. Uh-huh. Jitsi. Jitsi.org. Okay. Um, the best video app to connect. It's encrypted. Um, you can run it from the web browser. You can install it on your machine. Um, I'm not sure how many people can be on it, but um, we've had, at least eight people at one time. Um, but it's free, it's open source. It's hey, awesome. okay. Well, it's free and open source and you can have yeah. multiple people. So that's, that's a good yeah. start. I'll check it out. I mean, I'm always, I wanted to get your recommendation because, you know, you work with a bunch of smart people and uh, what's <laughs> working for you will probably work for a lot of other people too. So, mm-hmm. well, hey, thank you for, for taking the time to chat. 
and um, I try not to be too much of a System76 fanboy, but I, I mean, I am. So I'm not, you know, if you guys like ever do something really, really heinous and terrible, I'll probably call it out. But until then, I wish you guys all the luck in the world. And um, yeah, just keep making cool stuff and, you know, keep us posted. Awesome. Well, thanks. And we love your show. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Emma. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. bye. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh.